0: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, ooh, ah. uh, one世都如意,
1: everybody新年快乐. <laughs> Everybody
2: 新年快樂。新年快樂。大家好, <laughs> 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 this is the
1: last Oh my god. Y'all didn't know, right? <laughs> that Wu Jun Ru actually <laughs> sings, right? I know. Oh, you know, her. Huh? I love U She's a woman of many talents. <laughs> she
2: is. I love her. Mm. Uh, she has this episode on Kangxi. Like
1: okay. Must watch. Yeah, you know, right. You know, right. That uh, did you... Um, what is that new um, TV series that's very popular now? Uh, Killing Eve.
2: What is that? Don't, I don't know.
1: And the lead actress was uh, is Sandra Oh. Okay You know that And she won a golden mm-hmm. club recently, And she hosted the golden Globe. And she is mm-hmm. She was in Grey's Anatomy as well Yes Okay Sandra Oh And I feel that she's the American version Oh, of oh, Ujiro. Ujiro. <laughs> oh And they both share the same name One is Sandra Oh And she's Sandra Ng Oh yeah Do you and it's only that. one letter apart, uh, Ong and Eng, O N G. Oh my goodness! Mind G-bush. blowing! Mind
2: blowing! G-bush. I think I like Ujin Ru
1: Than than Sandra O. Oh.
2: I mean, I I like Sandra Watch O. Also Pilling
1: in Eve, and you will love her
2: oh is it she's funny inside
1: no. no okay she's she's always funny right however you look at her it's but just it's her a suspense is funny. Nah. yeah it's just, she doesn't care how the fuck she looks kind of look yeah yeah I love her and she's like so fucking rude yeah she totally owns like the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no way she looks I love it I love it
2: so yeah. she's very sexy even though she's not really like a typical beauty or whatever because of
1: the confidence yeah confidence Hot. is sexy which
2: is why I think Woo is sexy yes
1: yeah I know, oh, a lot of people God. think she's very ugly yeah. I love her team. <laughs> I
2: love it. I love it. It's one of my favourite shows. She's
1: so good. So
2: please, guys, go and watch Wu Ru on <laughs> Kangxi Lai
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I think it's Ken, Kenji again. Okay. Oh my God. Oh, I have hey, no every other episode,
2: <laughs> <laughs> You only got one friend, right? Called yeah, Kenji. No, you know what?
1: Everybody is going to think like, mm, who is this Kenji guy? You know, they're going to be like so intrigued.
2: Handsome one, handsome yeah, one. Yeah, handsome,
1: handsome. We'll put it on. <laughs> uh. He looks like that Sei. Sei, like a Korean star. Wow, everybody. Wow. Say, Kwon Sang-woo.
2: Kwon oh. Sang Woo. Yes,
1: you you see now Kwon Sangwoo. And then he jung the the Chinese singer. Oh. what's his name? What's his name? See? Nigga <laughs> Chengling
2: uh, I forgot his name. <laughs> yeah, Yang, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no he nice. look more like Kwong Sang <laughs> Wu,
1: right. Very right, handsome, right. Okay, Guys. Not bad. Yeah, go and
2: is he on the market though? Who? Uh Kenji.
1: I don't know, if you're gonna ask him. We're gonna bring him on as a guest, ma. No, as a PA, lah. Yeah, after, no, after he set up the PAAVAA. Then we will give him a few, a couple of airtime, a couple of minutes of airtime.
2: Can, no problem. Yeah, then okay. we can ask
1: him if he's available.
2: Okay. Yeah, then
1: we can do like a Tinder, online virtual Tinder thing.
2: Yeah, then we auction him off <laughs> to <laughs> we, the highest we, bidder.
1: We pimp him out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey, co- Singaporean Kong San Wu will. I okay. eh. yes. think market. Eh. Yes,
1: of course. Hot property.
2: So welcome to episode 11.
1: Eleven. And we are very, very close to Chinese New We're Year. We're in the Chinese New Year. Mood. Yes, as you can tell, if you can't already tell. So today we want to talk about what a lot of people do, right, during uh, Chinese New Year period. Which is Which is Ta Sao Chu. Oh wow. da Sao Chu. Okay. Wow. So da Sao
2: Chu. I think recently, because of Netflix, a lot of people have been thinking about this Ta Sao Chu thing.
1: Yes, you know, so we want to talk about this woman, this amazing woman. Who is so cute? She is like a pixie. She isn't. Eh? Like I think she's tinier elf. than me, She's long. like an elf. You know, she actually did say that. Um, I actually messaged her on Instagram. You messaged her on yeah, Instagram, I messaged her on Instagram, and then I said, um, I said, oh my god, I love your wardrobe because she's doing like um, uh, how do you call it? Um, a lot of press and publicity right now for the Netflix show. Mm. So she always like wears different stuff, right? You yeah. Know, her clothes are um, very very nice, and I love that her clothes are like very form fitting, very stiff, mm. and it's. Very structured. But I heard
2: she has a very small wardrobe. She doesn't have a lot of clothes.
1: Mm. And she's very small, as in literally very small. So she said that it's very difficult for her to actually buy clothes uh-huh, uh-huh. because she's so small. So her frame is so small. So what you mentioned on Instagram? Just to tell her that I have her wardrobe. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's super random.
1: No, but remember, Daniel, like, right, one of the earliest, earliest, earliest episodes, I said, when was the last time you complimented someone? Oh, so that's and what British you do.
2: I, um, you go around complimenting people.
1: Yeah, if you genuinely feel that mm, that's a nice dress, just say, hey, I like your dress. Mm. Or like when I go to the um uh, cafe, just the other day, I was like, oh my god, you know what, thank you so much for bringing such an amazing personality to your job. Who?
2: Or oh, oh, somebody at the cafe? I was at
1: the Paolo's and there's this really right. amazing waitress Okay, the energy to match mine, you know, <laughs> can you imagine? That's very rare, like. Yeah, but she was like, hey, are you here for the wow. first time? okay. And I say, yes, first and not the last because <laughs> (laughs) of you
2: (laughs) I'm sure you made her day also
1: or she'll be like there there was a weirdo today she (laughs) makes a lot of people's day you can tell she's the kind of person that loves the job and mm, she brings a lot of pride that's very inspiring I love it so anyway that's all to say that don't be stingy about your compliments if you feel like it just compliment someone with no expectation of her replying but she replied me Marie Kondo replied you and that's why she actually
2: when was that Um, before she became so famous
1: yeah yeah, actually, yes.
2: Okay, so we are talking about Marie Kondo today. <laughs> if we haven't um, properly introduced. Yes, we
1: did. We just talked about Ta Sao Chu. Yeah. yeah. So
2: recently, Marie Kondo became a phenomenon, like yeah. phenomenal she success. She
1: exploded.
2: For the second time, actually. Yes. She released her book a few years ago. I think it was four or five years yes, ago, right? that was when
1: I discovered her five years ago.
2: Oh, wow. Yes. Okay, so wow. you're early adopter. Yes,
1: I'm always early adopter.
2: Wow. Wow. Yes. So, yeah, very proud of Daniel. But
1: mm-hmm. anyway. <laughs> Yes, everyone be proud of me, okay? I discovered her first <laughs>
2: Yeah. Okay, so Marie Kondo is like exploding now Mm -hmm. for the second time, Mm -hmm. and a lot of people. On my feed, right, like mm. my Facebook feed, Instagram feed, are uh, Marie condoing yeah their homes, their right. apartments.
1: Yes, they, they call it Con Marie, right? Con, oh, Marie. Con Marie. Yeah, Con Marie. Your because that's the method. She's Marie Kondo yes. But her method is a Con Marie method. And I you see. You Con Marie your wardrobe. That's all what she always begins with, which is the wardrobe, which is usually the biggest nightmare, yes. right? Yeah. So I love it because I for the past five years, ever since I've like uh, met her, and also it coincided quite closely to. My meltdown episode, and mm. I was trying to really reinvent my life and yeah. trying to declutter. Remember, I told you that I used to be like a shopaholic? holic,
3: yes, and
1: I was just always buying stuff, buying stuff, more and more stuff. I, yeah, I, I I made so much money, but I didn't want to hang on to the money. So, why I were didn't, you gonna hang on to the money? Okay, we have self to do, sabotage, yeah, self sabotage. We got to do this entire entirely different episode because mm. I've got certain uh conditioning about money, mm. I feel that money is here today, gone tomorrow because it's transient because of what happened to my family. (laughs) Okay, okay. A little teaser about that but basically because I know how to make money but I don't like to hang on to money, I always end up wanting to buy stuff. Like I want stuff more than I want money. Okay. So I end up with a lot of things in my wardrobe. So, you know, I end up having like, you know, I'll go into like square and I'll spend four or five thousand dollars. I'm always the easy sell. The, you know the the, the, the service staff uh, they, if they come to me the retail staff uh, they, mm. if they make a commission uh, well, the commission will be I tell mm. you. because I'm such an easy sell. But that's
2: insane eh. yeah. you spend thousands
1: of dollars yes. and on and one visit. Yeah or like when I go to Hugo Boss I don't even like that brand I would just buy the entire season <laughs> and then I put it in my wardrobe and I never wore once you know.
2: So it's almost like a sickness.
1: It's a sickness and it's an addiction oh, and it is an activity that I do what I call now buying. Suffering. Yeah. It's okay. something that you do for false pleasures. False pleasures. pleasures. It's a false pleasure. Like retail therapy. People say, Oh, I want to pamper myself. You know, oh, I'm so upset. I'm going to go for retail yeah. therapy. As it is a very vogue thing to do, right? I highly discourage that. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> Please do not use shopping as a hobby as therapy. or as entertainment. That is a very, very freaking bad idea.
2: Yes. Who invented shopping malls anyway?
1: I don't know. I I mean, if
2: you really think about it, it's just like this um, building, right? Mm -hmm. That people go to Mm -hmm. specifically to Mm -hmm. spend money. Yes. As entertainment. Yes. As if there's nothing else you can do to entertain yourself. Correct. And every dollar that you spend, right? is money that you earn, you know, like... ...putting in your blood and sweat. Correct. Yeah, so consumerism, I think, is uh, very dangerous. And that's something that we want to unpack also Mm. in this episode.
1: Mindless consumerism.
2: Yeah, and I think why... Marie Kondo, uh, why, I, why I feel that it's important that she is uh, exploding now, why it's good, mm-hmm. right, is that she is bringing this thing to attention now, yes, you know, yes. about like what, okay, what exactly are you buying? Yes. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. why are you doing all these things? Yes. Are there issues underneath? Yes. You know, yes. a lot of times we consume mindlessly. Right? Mm-hmm. It's not because we want to buy things. Mm-hmm. It's because we want to feel some yes. feelings. Yes, it's a feeling. Yeah, so we are not aware, so we end up buying a lot of things correct. to feel a certain emotion.
1: Correct, correct.
2: So let's unpack that today. Yes. Yeah.
1: So... Um, I I like I like Marie because like you were saying right she is bringing a message that is so needed right now and I feel that there is so much rampant mindless consumerism and it's a force to be reckoned with because you know the advertisers the retailers you know everyone is just bombarding you with advertisement after advertisement right just asking you to buy 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 you need more 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 you need to be this perfect version in yes. order to have this you need to in, in order to look like this and feel this way you need to have this have this have this right yes so what I love about Marie Kond- those method is that that's why she she asks people you know the first thing to do is to really empty your wardrobe Mm. or wardrobes or like if let's say your clothes are not in wardrobes but in other places (laughs) as well bring them all up and pile them into one huge mountain right and that has to happen like for her that is the integral step mm. like some people some uh, people who are decluttering specialists, they don't encourage that kind of approach that is like a little bit each day a little bit each day yes. you know but, but is, her, no, method her, is method is her method is extreme. one time everything for effect because you have never seen how much stuff you have until you do that
2: you know when I read her book right mm. so she talked about this method in her book mm. but I couldn't envision it mm. until I went Watch the TV show mm. because some of the families they took out their clothes mm. and oh my god it forms like a mountain. Mm. One of them even called like I don't know Mount. She Empress. she named her 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 <laughs> room like Mount something. Right. Yeah. So I think. Visually, it's very yes, it's impactful.
1: Shocked. It shocks you, right? It shocks the system. Yeah, and like you're how
2: like, does one person have so many clothes? Yes, and
1: you realise, oh my God, I don't think I will ever need this much.
2: Yeah, and it's embarrassing.
1: Yes, it is. <laughs> to be and honest. You are confronted with the truth and you see it for the first time. Yes. Right? And there's no way you can escape and try and hide them in the closet. Yeah. You know? So you see it and you're confronted with it and then, you know, I love the fact that the decluttering process, it's not a makeover program. That's what I like about it. You know, it has this very real thing, feeling, you know, sense, and I like that they keep it real and when you see how you know day 6 then day 8 day 30 day 40 you know it's a long drum process and it's difficult you know it's a lot of work but after you go through that process of decluttering what it then does is that you become so mindful about the next thing you bring into your home Mm. or the next thing you buy because you go like whoa the natural instinct is now you go like do I need this? Do I need to clutter up the yes. place? Do I need to welcome this into my life so that yep. I need to take care of it? Right. And
2: I think that kind of thinking uh, extends very naturally. So once you, you internalize that thinking, mm-hmm. right, it extends to your other parts of your life yes, as well. Exactly, so exactly. you think about your job. Does your job really spark Joy, yes, or, or the people in your life, yes. Exactly. So, I think um, she mentioned like a lot of her clients mm-hmm. they will write letters to her mm-hmm. and they will tell her about how their life changed, mm-hmm. even though it has nothing to do with their lives, right? It's actually about decluttering yes. your house. So, it's such yes. a like such a mundane thing, right? Yes. But it seeps into every part of their lives, right? And they make changes in. Uh, other parts of
1: their life as well. Yes, it causes a ripple effect. Yes. So in the series, you will see how some of them actually, they're moving uh, on from losing someone, you know, um, like a husband passed away and she needed to declutter and let go so she can move on with her life, right? So it's personal, your relationship with yourself as well as you clean up. Mm. And also like, uh, it improves your communication and also your hopes and dreams with your other half when you're cleaning the house together so it's really a mindset and a philosophy it becomes like a a, a way of life you know
2: we must clarify that this is not advertisement we sound like we're fans gonna, right we sound yeah, like we're we, we sound like super a fan, fan girl. are you a fan actually I am I am I love her I love her also. Yeah, but, but she has a lot of haters. A lot. And then, like, a friend recently posted about
1: her. Actually, not a friend. Like a few
2: people on my Facebook mm-hmm. have yeah. been posting about her. And in particular, there's this guy who really hates her. Mm, what did he say? Uh, He he thinks that she's a demon <laughs> in disguise. <laughs> Marie Kondo is very scary oh to him. Oh my god, like, He feels grey. that the smi- that smile is fake. And she is just um, someone who is trying to brainwash people Mm. into buying her things Mm. and her books. So he's very skeptical. Mm. And he also thinks that Marie Kondo shouldn't bring uh, such negativity into his life. Wow! He's like, you know, I love my stuff and everything sparks joy. Mm -hmm. So who are you to tell me that, you know, I need to throw away half or 75% of my things?
1: But she never said that, right? She Just, never said yeah, that. Yeah, she said that if you if it sparks joy, then you know you can keep it. Keep
2: it. Yeah. I think Marie Kondo, right? On I mean, of course, if you want to look at it superficially, um, you can think that Marie Kondo is about asking people to throw away their things. And just to have a tidy house. Mm -hmm. But I think if you look deeper, you will see that Marie Kondo has a philosophy. Mm -hmm. And that philosophy, which is spark joy, right? Mm -hmm. is not just about tidying up. Mm -hmm. It's fundamentally about people's happiness. Mm -hmm. I mean, why do we want to tidy our house? Mm -hmm. It's because we want to live a better life. Exactly. And when we live in such a cluttered house, right? Mm -hmm. I think our thoughts become very cluttered also. Is your
1: energy as well.
2: Yeah, so it, this kind of clutter sips into every part of our lives. Yes. And then also, if we learn to declutter our lives, we learn to declutter our thoughts as well. Mm. Right? So, um, you, don't, you don't move from one thing to another in like this state of like, uh, un, un- unawareness, basically. Mm-hmm. So, I think Marie Kondo is trying to bring this awareness to you. Like, Come on, like, wake up. Totally. Wake up and really look at the things in your life, whether it's a it's a clothing, mm-hmm. a piece of clothing, or it's your job, mm. you know, or your life in general. Like, mm. is your life okay or mm-hmm. is it not? Mm-hmm. Do something about it. Be aware.
1: You, you see, she even when she's throwing away things, she advocates and encourages you to have respect for that item that has nourished you and provided for you. Yes. And, and there's one thing that was quite mind-blowing for me was when she talked about how when you bought a piece of clothing and you've never worn it, Mm. and now you've decided that you want to let go of it because it doesn't spark joy but you say that's not something that has gone to waste because it has taught you that you no longer want to buy clothes that are like this it gave you a lesson so thank you That is
2: so respectful. It is.
1: You you look at the way she, you know, when she goes to the house, the first thing she does is she greets the house, right? Yeah. She has this connection and love and respect for the space and it always brings me to tears and you know, you were saying that it brought brought tears to your eyes as well. And it's so touching because, you know, it immediately changes the energy of why you're doing this. It's respect Mm. for things. Yes. And when we have that respect for things, you will think twice before you buy so that you can discard it later or buy so that you don't use it. Mm. You'll be more mindful About welcoming something Into your life Because you treasure it now
2: But I guess it's so easy For people to watch Marie Kondo And make fun of her because mm-hmm. you know it's, very it's make, weird right it's very like,
1: make, very, very make funnable because yes. like, this spark joy it sounds so you know especially rem- I remember I talked talk to you about how people. some people don't like to talk about their feelings there are people who don't like feely touchy stuff and I yes. think it's almost like a sense of like woo-woo-ness it's weak or um, like it's, it's fake it's fake it's crazy mm, you know it's, or you, cringe-worthy yeah it's like ooh yucks it's not real it's not practical you know this is like snake oil You know, so that's why that guy might feel like, okay, therefore she is a demon, (laughs) you know? But you know what? What I'll say to that guy is, if everything around you sparks joy and you have a tidy house, or if you are happy in a messy house, then you are not someone that she's talking to. You are not her ideal client.
2: I think what's important is that she really helped people. She did. She really helped Mm -hmm. a lot of people, including Mm -hmm. me, actually. Mm -hmm. If you just walk into my house, right, and you notice the sock basket, Mm -hmm. I mean, like, learning that method. I mean, it's Remember,
1: so, I mentioned how you fold and he has to stand, and that yes. episode, you still didn't know how it works. I didn't know. Because I told you, don't pile them, yeah. stack them. And yeah.
2: reading about it, I couldn't really visualize the song. Mm-hmm. But watching the show, right? I just mm-hmm. watched one episode. Then I was like, oh my God, this I know how, how to fold do. my. Uh, socks now. Yeah. So you see every single piece of yes. item. I mean, it sounds common sense, but I really didn't know. Mm-hmm. I feel that um, what she talked about isn't common sense mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Or even like tidying my house, going from category to category, mm-hmm. isn't
1: common sense to because me. Because we were not taught. And then the way we kind of tidy our house is inherited from mm-hmm. the way our parents tidy the house. Yeah. You know actually, I mean? even
2: our parents didn't teach us. hmm So I feel that what she taught me was something new.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I like the fact that, you know, if you take care of the amount of stuff you, you decide the amount of stuff you need or don't need and you discard it, it becomes so much easier to clean. Yes. Right? When you have a very cluttered house, you end up like collecting dust, you know, or like nooks and corners when you pile up, you know, you can't reach the area. Mm-hmm. So you end up just cleaning around it <laughs> and not like really under things. Yeah. Yeah. So it really steps the energy. And when you have a clean place, it is a sanctuary, right? At the end of the day, you want to come home to a place that nourishes you and re- yes. recharges you. And you want to come to a place that you go you feel really good, right? And clean and fresh, right? So imagine if you go home and it's chaos how can you recharge properly? Yeah. Right? It will be this kind of little draining of energy that's nibbling at you all the time. Yeah. You know? I
2: mean, I know that there are people who thrive in a messy place. Mm-hmm. There are people who enjoy that kind of like uh, cluttered space. Can but I tell you, I've not changed. Me.
1: I've changed, you know, in the past, because I'm a creative person, right? I mm. need to have visual stimulus, right? And I need to have things that spark my creativity. So I used to like to surround myself like my work desk. There will be toys, figurines, and, you know, little things a lot of posters and stuff, yes. Right? And it becomes like fun. It's a creative space. But these days, no. Now I want to declutter and have nothing. It's just mm. my computer, my keyboard, and my mug. That's wow. it.
2: Yes, yeah. I've seen your space. Yeah, so I'm it's still really decluttering after five no. years. Mm-hmm. Now I'm
1: down to uh, my two wardrobes. That's it. Right. Yeah, I'm very proud of myself.
2: Very proud and of you. What's the clapping? What's the, is there a clapping no tone? no
1: clapping, but there's a eha. Yeah! Yes, I've changed I'm very proud of you And it's a process It's not an overnight thing Because I was uh, Really a mindless consumer And Mm. I just kept buying But I started with Like, okay, I can Okay, firstly The first thing that you should do Is stop buying more shit (laughs) (laughs) Right while you're cleaning stuff and yeah. shit. Yeah. And so I've stopped buying, like, even my friends have noticed that nowadays I just dress very simply. Mm. I have no jewelry at all. I used to wear expensive watches and jewelry on my Bulgari room. And
2: you are every. always in, like, a simple t shirt. Yes.
1: For me now, comfort is very important. Yes. And I don't like to fuss. Yes. Uh, convenience, I prioritize convenience. And also, I must say that, um, like, my ex-business partner, Matt, and Mm -hmm. people like you also inspire Mm -hmm. me a lot. Like, when I look at your wardrobe and the way you dress, it's (laughs) always nice, clean, neat. It looks excellent on you. You already know how how best you can look, Mm. and you stick to it. Mm. And it's very consistent, and there's no decision fatigue around what you want to wear. The worst thing you can do is open up a wardrobe and then be inundated by choices. You have so much, right? And then you don't know what Mm. to wear, and then you know what? You end up going up to buy more. Yes. Because you don't know what to
2: wear. I think my wardrobe, my wardrobe is really one of the changes that happened to me over the last few years. Mm. Uh, over this whole like period of trying to minimize my belongings. Mm. So what
1: is your, what is your consumer philosophy? Do you have one?
2: Now is yeah, it? How do you? I'm very much like you now. Mm. So I try not to buy too many things. Mm. So my minimalist journey also began quite a few years ago mm. because uh, it really takes a lot of time mm. to for, for it to kind of like uh, be internalized, right? This philosophy. So I started from discovering the minimalist mm you know, there's two guys from the States. So they're called The Minimalists. They have a
1: documentary on Netflix as well. Oh yeah. Mm. I
2: I think they didn't, they also exploded but not as much as Marie Kondo. Mm -hmm. So I started from reading their blog and started to really want to um, declutter Mm because I also used to be a mindless consumer.
1: What did you used to buy? (laughs) What was Um, the poison?
2: (laughs) Okay, basically I would buy uh, anything that I wanted and I like to buy big ticket items. Like for Ooh. example, bicycle. Ooh. Like if I, if I wake up one morning and I think, Oh, I really want a bicycle. I will go out and buy one and I will buy the most, most expensive. expensive
1: one. Oh my God. Like me.
2: Yeah. Or like okay. a laptop. I'll go and buy a laptop mm. or like an iPad, that kind of thing. Mm. Everything. I was a hoard. Okay. Not really a hoarder, but I re- really bought a lot of things. Mm. So if you look at my house now, I have decluttered a lot, mm. um, and also books. Mm. I love to buy books. Mm. But now it's down to,
1: yeah. as you can see, yes. I'm yes. giving away my books. Huh? I can see.
2: I'm only keeping the books that I really love. Yeah, It's so, almost like more,
1: less than half of what you used to have, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, oh my God, amazing. So my philosophy of uh, towards consumerism has been uh, evolving over the years. Mm. So I used to think that, oh, I want to collect everything. And mm. I mean, it just never occurred to me that, you know, you should be conscious about your spending. Mm. Yeah. So now I actually don't really buy things. hmm But I still work in progress. Still work in progress, yeah. Yes, but the thing that I'm especially proud of is my wardrobe. hmm Because I used to buy clothes because I wanted to have a nice style, right? hmm So I wanted to look good. Um, but then I realized that it, it gives me a lot of fatigue trying to figure out what makes me look good. hmm yeah, so two years ago, I fixed my wardrobe, mm. and I realized that I just need to wear um like a normal T-shirt mm. and, and black and dark blue is your color, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, your colors. Yes, yeah. you realize, right? Yes. So I only have black and dark blue clothes. Yes. Yeah, and then I only have like maybe four. That's my cat. Four <laughs> pairs of pants. Okay. About mm-hmm. there, so mm-hmm. I only have one pair of track shoes or so. Mm. And one running shoe, one pair of running shoes. Yeah. Oh my so my, my clothes, my wardrobe is something that I'm quite proud of because right. I really made progress in that area. Right. And then the other, like if you look at my kitchen, still a lot of things to be done. Mm. A lot of things to let go of. Mm.
1: Yeah. I guess we can all make like uh, improvements to whatever area. For me, yeah. my what are shoes. Were, 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 were shoes How many
2: bags. pairs of shoes you have?
1: Oh my god, I haven't counted them but I've stopped buying. Where I are they? they? Are, are in they in all at home? Warehouse.
2: So you have a warehouse of shoes to store your things. Yeah, Where's your warehouse?
1: Um, there's this place called Extra Space that I, I've oh rented for many, many, many years for my shoes and I recently just started really decluttering my um <sighs> toilet on my office upstairs, right? I My toilet use, is used to like stuff store stuff. Store things. Yeah, so because remember I wanted to find our mics for our podcast and yes. I couldn't find so I ended up trying to find the mic so I ended up decluttering the entire toilet in my office. So, what
2: happened to the things inside?
1: So, I started to... I threw away half the stuff. Okay. And I listed some of them on carousel to sell. Wow. And then some of that, I shipped them into the uh the warehouse. And that was when I realized, oh my God, I still have a lot of shoes that I have not worn. Mm. And I don't even know what shoes I have anymore. But you
2: still have more in the warehouse.
1: I have. I used to... I told you what, when we're, we're cheery I will come back with 20 pairs of shoes. So, what
2: I are you going to do with the warehouse? I mean... It's um, sucking money every it is, month. It right? is,
1: but I feel that those are the things that I I want to keep. Of course, I have some things like uh, my my art and my 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 photo frames of stuff, my posters. I've got a lot of things that I, have, I don't want them in my house, so I will put them in the warehouse. Also. So that's it's still useful. Oh. I don't think that it's a waste of uh, money. Okay. Yeah.
2: Like you really have no more space
1: in your house to keep the things. That's why usually need- I I do have but I feel that I want uh, to like like I, I can actually put them uh, in the storeroom or maybe I can put them outside but there's some things that I don't want. I just want my place to be really like without things now.
2: Mm. Like really
1: very clean. So when will
2: you get them. to the point where you don't even need the warehouse
1: yes eventually I think okay. yeah if let's say I go to a bigger house with a bigger storage place that is yeah. like you know so I can just bring them all in but I also feel that because right now whatever I don't want in my place my own house I can put in the warehouse in, as an interim and then I can list them on um, carousel and when mm. someone wants to buy it, then I go to the warehouse take it and sell oh. it you know what I mean so it's a temporary like a transient storage yes. Yeah, but I, I do want to get to the point where but I don't even need that warehouse. Mm. Yeah, But I feel that now it, I do need a holding space because okay. it's a transition. Yes. It's a process. It's it's not Yay. an overnight thing. Correct. I've correct. taken five years, I man. think
2: you will get there eventually. I will.
1: Just chip, chip away at it. You know? yeah. And the thing is, you will get momentum because as you enjoy the cleanliness and the tidiness and yes. the kind of um, mental clarity, because your environment actually is an echo in yes. a mirror of what's inside you, right? Mm. So when once once you tidy the environment and, and then the same process, you tidy your mindset, yeah. you will crave for more because it's very freeing and liberating. It
2: is, man. right? And it's
1: tied in with your core desire of enoughness also mm. and flow.
2: You know, right? yes. And I mean, I've been thinking about getting my own house, right? Mm. In the next few years. Mm. So when thinking about my new house, I also think about how I want to design my house mm. based on, you know, my more minimalist lifestyle Mm, now. mm. And I keep having this idea of having this house, right, where everything is kept away. Mm. So all my cabinets, I hide everything. Mm. And, I also keep coming back to the image of having this room that is totally empty, mm. except for like tatami mat, you know, like Japanese yeah, tatami it's mat. Yeah, like
1: tea ceremony or meditation sessions. You yes. Know. Mm.
2: And then you can go into the room and you can read or meditate. Yeah, they call it the meditation room or the
1: quiet room. Yeah. Mm.
2: Actually, there was once I went on this tour, I think it was uh, in Japan mm. or Korea, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and we visited the castle of the Huangzu. Mm. The royal the royalty, family, yes. right? The royalty. And their rooms are all super minimalistic. Mm. So there's like a trait of actually I think it's Jap- Japanese la. So mm. there's like their trait. Um where they Yeah, but even like the kings, right? They are their rooms are like not furnished. One. Yeah. It's not they have opulent
1: just like, with stuff, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. their
2: minimalist mm. I like, remember the king's room had only like a table. Wow. Yeah. So that made an impression on me. Right. And I I hope that in my new house, I can have something like that.
1: You know what? I feel like when you can get to that space whereby you don't need things to make you feel happy mm. and then the true wealth is with you wherever you go and it's inside. Yeah. And you have that enoughness and yes. you've already really seriously sat down and think about how much stuff do I really need in my mm. life right now, right? And the thing is, I think it's so freeing because once you know for sure this is the amount you need, and if let's say it's not much, and then it becomes so freeing because you don't have to hustle, you don't have to get yeah. more, you don't have to buy more. Yeah, you know, exactly. What, what if what you have right now is enough? And I always have a saying, right, that I share is enough is plenty, mm. and it's plentiful. You are rich. You feel wealthy. You feel that you know yes. you have enough.
2: And to be honest, it's just so time-consuming.
1: Yes, to have so many things. It is.
2: I, I mean, for me, that's one of the practical reasons why I don't. Want, I don't want to have so many things. Mm. You know, it's just like a waste of time mm. for me to have to pack my kitchen.
1: Exactly. And take
2: care of my things. Yeah, yeah. I want to spend that time doing other things. And
1: and um because we we've been thinking about maybe selling our place right now um and buying some other place you know so we're thinking like oh this whole exercise of let's say when you sell a place and you got to pack and move yeah is going to be very stressful yes so I th- we thought that okay if we can get to this th- this a um, uh, point where but we have very little things to pack yeah. then it becomes so easy to sell the place and move we can go anywhere true yeah so, so you're
2: you getting kinda, there.
1: Cause uh, you're already
2: selling your things. Yeah,
1: yeah, and it's so it's so great because you know you think that um, nobody will want your things. Yeah, but you know um, uh, when you list them on Carousel, you realize that no, what what you don't want or discard, somebody might find true how meaning. How much how much
2: have you made from selling your things on Carousel? So we
1: have a house fund. So yeah. if it's my stuff, uh, sometimes the money comes to me directly But mm-hmm. uh, what I usually do is when I sell some stuff because I call it extra money. So, I think what's so great about it is this is money that I call bonus, like striking lottery. So, when I get, say, I sell this thing for, uh, like, I sold my piano, right? Mm-hmm. So, if let's say I sold my piano for about a 1,005, then I'll put 750, I'll put it in my my wallet, then the other 750 goes into the housing fund. No?
2: Your next housing fund. Yeah, wow. or, or
1: like we can put it towards something. But yeah. I just feel that this is money that I otherwise wouldn't have anyway. Mm. You know, so we can put it towards, you can travel, you know, it can be holiday fun or whatever, you know? It's true, it's true. Yeah, or later yeah. you just save, 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 save. Then, if let's say there's one, big ticket item that you really need maybe a washing machine that's spoiled mm. and you need to replace then that can put towards you know the household appliance mm. yeah so carousel we've been quite successful you know power seller and um, we sell things like even like a address book a phone book
2: and people buy them yes people
1: will buy them Okay. Yeah, all the Hello Kitty stuff, you know, people oh. buy. Um
2: it, I I'm a bit lazier. Yes, so that's so, why yeah, yeah,
1: it's a daunting task when you think about oh my god, I have to do this, I have to unpack, then I've got to dust it, I have to clean it, I've got to list it, I've got to describe, then I gotta entertain those kind of like yeah. silly uh, buyers who pretend to be, you know, they want a cheap buy kind. Yeah, you know, so it's, it's a, a
2: whole like yeah. part time job and
1: it takes time it really takes time mm-hmm. uh, thankfully my other half is very good at doing that Aww. yeah so but the thing is you realise that yeah this is additional money and when you look at the little kitty fun right it's just growing bigger and bigger, and bigger. oh that's nice yeah and it feels good because you're not just throwing things away mm. they are finding true meaning in another person's house it is It is. yeah so yeah. this Marie Kondo thing is happening in that way as well carouselling yeah. carouselling mm. <laughs>
2: So, hopefully, we can make more progress over the years.
1: Mm-hmm. Everything is a process.
2: You know, there's um, this, this is Japanese guy. He wrote this book called Goodbye Things.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I, I read that.
2: So, he's, he's somebody who takes it to the extreme.
1: Yes. There is this post that went a little bit viral a couple of years ago about those people who truly embody the philosophy of yeah. minimalism and most of them you find them in Japan, right? Mm. They have like one cup. <laughs> then they have like one <laughs> futon. You yes. know? Then they have one lamp. <laughs> they have like one pair of chopsticks. Like, yeah,
2: and like <laughs> no friend can go over to his house because yeah, he has no extra like correct. cutlery for you.
1: Very, very extreme. Yeah. But you know, it's up to you to decide how far you want to go. But yes. I think we can all do with a little bit of decluttering in our life. Whether it's mental declutter or it's physical decluttering?
2: Yeah, it feels really good. Yeah, because you
1: know what, when you free up, when you have, when you declutter, you free up space, mental space and physical space, then that space can be used to do something or yes. the space can be there to, to kind of do its magic
2: mm. because without
1: space, things cannot exist. Without yes. space and breathing space, Creative thoughts cannot exist without space or downtime. Wellness cannot exist. Mm. So that space is there, not sometimes to fill it up. Because I think people get quite stressed. You know, like empty cupboards. Oh my god, what do I do with the empty cupboards now? <laughs> you almost feel like you need to fill it with something. Yeah, yeah. Then maybe when you have empty wardrobe, empty cupboards, and then you realize I don't need such a big place, or oh? exactly. Then you can downsize. Yeah, yeah. Isn't this great for the world?
2: Yeah. So <laughs> I think it's not that we need more storage. No. If we're feeling cluttered, right? Mm. I think it's that we need to have fewer things.
1: If you, if you need more storage, then you've got to really examine your life already, I think.
2: Yeah. yeah. I bought this book called uh, Why I Choose to Live in a Small House.
1: Okay, so what did you learn <laughs> So about? it's a
2: Japanese book also. Oh. So is this families like maybe family of four mm. and they live in like super tiny houses mm. and how they make it work. Mm. So they make like multi-purpose spaces or like the whole family, even the kids, right? The parents and the kids, they live in one room but in the day, they keep the beads. Mm. Yeah, so my cat.
1: Your cats love to slam doors. This scary,
2: huh? It's the cat ghost. Yeah, the cat
1: ghost. Yeah. It's okay.
2: 我们没有做亏心事, Let me search my memory.
1: I don't don't do
2: don't
1: I think before we wrap up, we want to talk a little bit about haters. La. I want haters. to talk a bit about haters. Yeah.
2: So I know, yeah, because Marie Kondo has a lot of haters and we were mm. just talking about that. Like, mm. how can anyone hate Marie Kondo, right? Yeah, she's so sweet. She's like so sweet. How
1: can anybody use the word demon?
2: <laughs> yeah, like Marie Kondo is a demon. <laughs> I don't understand There's that. even a Photoshop picture of her as, as a, a demon.
1: demon. Oh my God.
2: Yes. Yeah. But haters <laughs> gonna hate. Yes, haters gonna
1: yeah. hate. Like the Taylor Swift song. Mm.
2: Yeah. so I think whatever we do there will be haters mm-hmm. I, I'm sure we have our haters we as will. well no
1: maybe not now but eventually let's say we get all the with Michelle Obama <laughs> and the Sun on our show and we hit it big time let's say yeah. and we have like a million listeners let's say mm. you think we don't have haters we will we will right so I think the thing about if you want to step up in the world and offer value and you have something to say you, you, it comes, you have to understand that it comes with that job right now mm. to, to be hated on, mm.
2: right? No matter how good you are, you are going to have somebody who thinks that you're not good at yes. all.
1: Yes, So Brene Brown, whose work I love, her book, right, she had this amazing TED Talk about um, warriors in an arena. Okay. So she she kind of described all of us who are like creative people and we're putting our work out, whether you're writing a book or you're doing a podcast or whatever, or, or like in Marie Kondo's... Uh, uh, um, Uh, situation, Netflix right now, her book, her messaging, right? Does this spark joy? You must be prepared that when you're in an arena, you're like a gladiator and you're Mm. fighting, right? And they are the spectators and they are the gladiators in the ring, in the arena, right? So she said that you must be prepared for the spectators to ridicule you, to hate on you. But what you want to say to the people of the spectator is unless you are in the ring with me in the arena and you're fighting, I'm not going to listen to you. Mm. You have no right okay. to ridicule me until you step in the ring and we fight. But they are still going to ridicule you. They will. So the thing Which is, is fine. Which is fine. So it's really more about yourself because you know, when someone ridicules you, mm. it really is about them. It's mm-hmm. not about you. Mm. Right? But if you don't, Tidy up your uh, mental hygiene. It's so easy to be affected and to be dejected. Yep. When someone says something and you go like, yeah, maybe I'm not that good. And mm. then you know what? You shrivel and it's you so shrink. It's so easy. And you retreat. Because yes. the safest place is not do anything, so you yes. won't get any criticisms. Yes. But that's such a sad way to live. Mm. When you have gifts that you can share with the world. Mm.
2: So don't be afraid of haters.
1: Yes. Um, we haven't really
2: received any bad comments yet. Mm-hmm. But that's because we're not big enough yet. Not yet, not yet. Yeah. Yeah, but when
1: we when we get our first hater, you know, uh, we will share we will, definitely.
2: Yeah, then and we know we have made it. Yes, we have
1: made it. That's <laughs> a sign. And you know what? I might probably offer some coaching to that person as well. Yeah, and it would be so Teachable great. Teachable moment. Yeah, it would be so great if I can convert a hater to love us. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So when I think about really big people like Tim Ferriss mm-hmm. or... Uh who else was that what's that girl's name? Um your idol.
1: Marie Folio.
2: Marie Folio. Yeah. I mean Marie Folio has a haters as well.
1: Of course. People you know what? You know what they pick on her? What? Her hair. Oh is it? A lot of people say your hair is fake. You must be wearing a wig. Is it? Yeah. Or like people will say, oh, you know, if 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 um if you're so good and so whatever, why do you make yourself so pretty all the time?
2: <laughs> like, you know, they can, also can everything. Uh. They can So pretty anything. also becomes, becomes a, a point problem. of criticism.
1: Correct. Okay. Correct. You know, because people think that okay, if you embody wellness and you're so good, then you shouldn't be selling us anything as well. You, oh. why are you profitering from you know profiting from us? Okay, okay. Yeah, people always find something to, mm. you know, harp on.
2: Yeah, Yeah. but on the other side would be uh, the lives that she has changed long.
1: Of course. So one of the uh, things that Marie actually teaches from Marie Folio herself, she says that if you as a creator or you have someone who wants to share something and you're afraid, right, that's because you're shining the light on yourself inwards. You're thinking too much about what's in your heart, Mm. right? So she say what you need to do is to reverse the direction of the torch and shine outwards and think about the people whose light you can help and bless other people with. And the sh- the light that you can share. I so love that. Yeah. Think about other people, and then when you think about that, from that point, right, the action you take is one that you will, you will step up and you will share. Mm. You are not too worried about yourself, about the criticisms and what people think of you. Oh my god. Yeah. Because that's nice. coming from a place of um, scarcity and mm. fear and playing small. Yeah. If you reverse the torch and you shine, just like the podcast we are doing here, you know if we're scared then we'll be like oh who's gonna listen or whatever right?" Mm, or like don't,
2: like, so much, like don't talk so much don't talk so much who's gonna tune in <laughs> right? shut up but we
1: sincerely believe that we will have personal growth when we do yes. this and also there will be people who will tune in and we're so we would love it if people you know um, we change lives and we impact people's mm. lives as well and we bring true meaning to someone who might be suffering in, you know some despair on yeah. a day um, yeah so
2: and I think what's amazing is that you know um, I mean especially when we we start out with our podcast. Podcast, right? We were not very good at the beginning. And mm-hmm. we were still starting out mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel that people are surprisingly accepting. Yes. And receptive. Yes. You know, people are actually actually there are a lot of people who are not so who are not nitpickers you know, and so negative.
1: There are a lot of people who want you to succeed. Yes. Right? Yes. And and good people. A exactly. lot of good people want you to succeed.
2: Yes. Mm. So they are the haters. But yes. on the other hand, there are all these people who are support you right from the start, even when you're not very good. Yes. And I think that is the truly amazing thing. Like for me,
1: uh, I always look at underdogs, you know, people who are like struggling a little bit, unsure. And you know, I always have a big heart for these people because I know how it feels. And I almost mm. feel like I want to support them and coach them and help them. Yeah. And I feel that those people who are able to um, be very supportive and be very happy when someone else's, um, else succeeds and they truly want other people to succeed. These are people who has got a heart that is full. Their glasses are full. Yes. But people who are haters and easy to, they, they're so prone to nitpicking and they, they, they kind of like, your success freaks them out. Mm. Your success makes them feel little. Because they feel that it's a zero-sum game. So there's right? a problem. <laughs> That's their problem. The, their, their glass is empty or their yeah. glass is half full, yeah. right? So it's a perspective. It's really, it's more about that person. It's not about you. Mm. 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 So I think all this to say, we want to encourage you, you know, to really think about stepping up um, and, you know, uh, sharing your gifts with the world. Uh, and not be too um, concerned about being hated on and haters. It comes with the territory. And we wanted to talk about this as an extension of this discussion about Marie Kondo because she's getting that kind, you know. Too popular, always got pushback.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it can be as simple as if you post something on your Instagram, Mm -hmm. I think sometimes there is this fear also. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, Mm -hmm. but sometimes when I post something on my Instagram, I also think like, you know, what, what, what are people going to think about this? Mm. Yeah. And then I remind myself that I don't give a shit. You know, yes. I don't have to
1: give a shit. You don't have to.
2: It yes. doesn't matter yes. what anybody thinks. Yeah, I can do whatever yourself. I want. Yeah.
1: You're posting it for yourself. Yeah. And for some people who really want to hear from you. Yeah. You
2: but that's I believe it. that there, there might be all kinds of reactions to, to whatever I post. But that's fine.
1: I think as a creator, you need to believe that once the work is done, you send it out into the world and that is it. That is it You wash your hands Off it already And mm. whether people like it Whether it sings Or it floats Or it flies <laughs> It's up to the universe yep. Your job is done Yes Yeah But your job Until that point in time Is to really Decide to share mm. Yeah So we hope you Enjoyed this discussion About Marie Kondo Actually it's not About Marie Kondo lah. We're just like Using her As a stepping
2: stone a, a stepping, a stepping
1: stone Stepping stone <laughs> <laughs> demon. The, the, the demon Is a stepping stone <laughs> 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 The demon Is in the form Of a stone <laughs>
2: She morphs into like different shapes and oh, stuff. I, hey, maybe one but, day we
1: can invite her onto our podcast too. I hope so, like, Yeah, when we, when we go beyond uh, the most popular podcast uh, in St.
2: Yes, never Indiana. say never.
1: Yes, there you go again, singing <laughs> Your musical talent. Yeah. All right, so talking about music... Because this is a Chinese New Year episode. Yeah, I'm just going to, yeah, I'm just going to play that song. Actually, <laughs> episode, Because this song, right? I I was so tickled by it from the first time I heard it because it's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. It's good. It's not that bad. No, it's bad. And you know it? why there was a music video, but for some reason it's no longer on YouTube. It's maybe Wu Ru
2: thinks that it's too embarrassing.
1: Yeah, maybe they destroyed it. <laughs> <laughs> and she was yeah. doing the lion dance. It's hilarious. And it made the song even more. But it doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't. Now you okay. go onto YouTube, it's just a CD cover. Okay. But, um so I thought that I have this sense of humor, right? Like only I will find and enjoy this kind of yeah. Like, Bad songs. Uh-huh. But then I realized actually, oh, I had another friend who recently I think two Chinese New Years ago shared this song on his Facebook and mm. she said, Oh my god, this is good as you know <laughs> the first time I saw it, and I was like, Oh my god, someone shared <laughs> my my um weird interest <laughs> in this song.
2: Why not? I'm sure. Yeah. Well, come on, this so, song is so epic.
1: So that's what I want to share with our amazing listeners. Yes. This is such a bad song, it's so bad, it's, it's so bad, it's good. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: my song is uh, you just listen. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it.
1: I know, I previewed a little bit just now. So, okay, yeah. so anyway, any parting thoughts? Any uh, parting 住持, thoughts? 嗯, 住持, uh, 对, 对, uh, just flow. Yes. <laughs> like sending you a lot of flow right? yeah. yeah flow meanings like don't the worry money so much. will flow in <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. flow, <laughs> yeah. flow yeah. to your bank account all the good things flow to you
2: yeah so this year in, I mean this 2019 mm. seriously just flow yes. and don't worry too much mm. and let life unfold
1: yes and don't forget to tune in to us every Sunday <laughs> <laughs>
2: every Sunday Yeah.
1: every Sunday yes the Lighto podcast
2: see you next
1: week see you we next week See love you bye come on
3: She
4: Be with you and may the next year bring love to all of you May all your businesses prosper and improve Have a merry day, have a merry time There's lots of good things to keep you feeling fine May you be happy throughout the coming year All your worries Get rid of all your fears Wishing you all the love The coming year can bring May this day Find me in very high spirits And good cheer May this coming year be fruitful for you May you succeed in business And find wealth in all that happy day, have a happy time Enjoy the new year that's filled with joy supply Good luck to you, may glad tidings be with you And may the next year bring good fortune to you May every heart be filled with happiness next year Have a happy day Have a happy time Each ring be happy Keep smiling all the while Good luck to all May good fortune be with you And may the next year Bring wealth to all of you May all your businesses Prosper and improve
1: Oh my god, you're still here! If you have enjoyed this episode, please make sure you follow or subscribe to us so you can be the first to know when a new episode is out. The Lito Podcast is now on SoundCloud, Spotify and Stitcher. Woohoo! Come check us out at Labs.com. That is spelled L-I-T-O-L-A-B-S dot com. Rebecca is on Instagram at Rebecca underscore Toe. And Dan is at Happy Danny Bunny. Be good, be kind. Thank you for tuning in and we will see you next week.